Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. We are definitely on the road this week. We're on little narrow roads. We're on little windy roads that go through the green verdant mountains of Costa Rica. We are. It is absolutely gorgeous here. When we um, found this place, we are we decided to meet some of our kids here, and you'll have to explain how that works. But we well, have our three youngest kids here with us and their spouses. And that just happened. It's interesting. I think we mentioned on the show a couple of weeks ago that we've been we've been trying to facilitate. We've been thinking a little about what were we missing and what was the hardest for us when we were at the stage that our kids are now. In other words, a lot of kids in the home, a lot going on, a lot of commitments, kind of peaking both in professional terms and in family terms and in in the sense of the demands, the intensity of demands. And we decided that the biggest problem we had in those days was getting away by ourselves, just alone, without the kids, where we could think a little and plan a little and maybe get some clarity on the goals we had for the next period of our lives and so on. So we've been trying as our frequent flyer miles might allow and other things to, instead of a big reunion with everyone together, which. Well, not instead of, in addition. Yeah. We try to do that in the summer. Some, you know, Linda, some listeners like good grief. These hires just do nothing but meet with their kids in big groups or little groups or whatever. And it doesn't, it's not as elaborate as it sounds, but we did, we did want to, you know, we set up two or three smaller opportunities where we could meet and just, and there is something about getting away. I, you can do this on a camping trip. You can do this, you know, right down the road from where you live. But sometimes a little bit of a different environment creates a different chemistry, don't you think? A different sort of mentality, and you're able to look back and sort of see your lives more clearly. Well, we have such a mob, you know, that it's really uh, it's fabulous to all be together. And, of course, we love the input from everybody uh, when we can get it, but it really is nice to go into smaller groups. And those who of you who only have one or two children, you will. Yeah, you've you know, always got a small group. Bless you your heart. Yeah. You're lucky in that way. So anyway, here we are, and it's it is a gorgeous. A lot of you may have read about Costa Rica or traveled here, and it is a unique place. I think the thing that surprised me most is just how nice. We haven't met anyone that we haven't thought was just really nice. Oh, so many good people. Fisherman here. guy the other day to the, you're just the people, people we see in the in market town. everywhere. It's kind of a lovely it's really feeling. Kind, We're on the yeah. Pacific side, almost down to the Oso Peninsula for anyone who's interested. But anyway, enough of that. Um, communication is, you know, don't you think <laughs> a lot of times we'll be trying to sort out something and, for ourselves or for someone else. And we always come to the same conclusion. It's just about better communication. We've had a lot of communication right. going on here the last few days. No matter where you are. And in fact, we have had so much fun kind of um, 
we told them this is a retreat to refresh their relationships with each other, but also to share um, what their plans are for their families and uh, how they set up their goals and so on. And we've been learning. Wow, we have learned so much and bless the internet because we're able to see on the big TV, these <laughs> goals that these kids well, have for their children, which has been so fun. What we, used, for what we used to try to do on big charts on foam core boards, they do on apps and on spreadsheets and on Google right. docs. Right. Right. And Richard's still carrying around his foam core boards, which is a little I'm awkward. never giving up the foam core boards. <laughs> they're easier. They're harder not to notice than something on your phone. Right. Right. There's, there's always room for an old school guy. Anyway, we are having a marvelous time when we looked at the weather forecast for this week. It was 100% chance of rain every day. And that's been pretty much true, <laughs> pretty but accurate. not all day, not all day. So, but wow, we went on a little hike yesterday oh. and we got so drenched. It was a downpour. Just the two of us. We've been splitting. I mean, the idea is not to be together all the time, but to give people a chance to get away and do their own thing. So we got away and did our own thing. And what was that song? If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, we got caught in the rain. <laughs> we look like drowned rats, but it was For a beautiful. while we tried to get under great big, huge leaves. And then we realized just <laughs> embrace it. <laughs> that was, that was making it worse. It was uh, a leaky no matter where we went, but it was so beautiful. And when we got back, the kids were, were swimming and we were wetter than they were. <laughs> yeah, which kind of leads into the um, the show for today because we certainly embrace the moment because that may never happen again and that will never happen again in that spot, uh, in that situation. It was so amazing. Um, we couldn't have planned it. it was no, we couldn't have. Some of you faithful every week listeners know we've been doing uh, – Two of the four weeks, two of the four or five weeks during the month, we try to do one of these, we call them three-letter lessons. And they're sort of a simplified, not simplified, but, but sort of more graphic version of what we used to call the Benjamin Franklin program, the BF program, where you have certain words that sort of remind you. They're like word pegs that remind you of a certain quality you want to have in your life or an attitude or a paradigm. And it seems to us the shorter the words are, the more they work. The more they work is just little reminders. And today we're going to do the 12th one in this series. You're welcome to go back through earlier ones and you'll, you'll see the ones that are labeled that are three-letter lessons. Everything from the I-E-Y-E to the key, K-E-Y, to the flow, F-L-O. But today is just a plain word, a real three-letter word, now. And we just feel like for families and for parents and marriage partners in all stages, we need to remind ourselves that the present is the time we need to be in. And a lot of you do yoga or you do other, you do meditations, you do other things to try to stay in the now. And there's lots of ways, there's lots of entries to that sort of thinking. I always go back, Linda, to um, the Sanskrit poet. It's just something we've loved all our lives. The, the, the little quote that says, yesterday is but a dream. Tomorrow is only a vision, but today, well lived, makes every yesterday 
a dream of joy and every tomorrow a vision of hope. There's a lot of saying, there's a lot of ways to say that. And we all, we all, we all realize that. Yeah. Even but if now is the time to be. And even if now is really hard, a lot of you are probably in hard places right now because we go in and out of really hard to just sort of hard to just hard. Um, and that's interesting. You'd make that association, Linda, because the, the question, I mean, do you, do you quickly identify and link the concept of now with the concept of hard? You probably do if you're a young mom or you probably, and we're, we're going to have, by the way, in the second half of the show, a really special treat for you. We're going to have our youngest daughter who's here with us and who many of you know of, many of you follow her blog charity and and i think we want one thing we want to ask charity is the connection between the now and the hard <laughs> because with uh you know five kids and well four i want a fifth <laughs> charity have another one <laughs> four and the little twins who we got we talked about the twins last week on the show and how much fun we had watching over them for a day or right, two right right but hard is the word and now is the time and you all identify with that remember when irrespective of your age it's there's a million examples right did you when you had a child that couldn't walk yet and you were like, come on, you're nearly one years old, start walking. I'm tired of carrying you everywhere. And then boom, they started walking. And then the next week you were like, oh man, it was so great when this kid would sit in one place. I mean, it's so easy to be even in little things in the future or the past. Won't it be great when, or wasn't it great when, and forget about that the joy is now. Well, I'm excited to have Charity join us because she, uh, you've heard us talk about her on the show in the past, but if you haven't um, happened to be uh, on that episode, Charity has been living in London for six years and um, just moved back to Provo, Utah. Now that's a move. Um, <laughs> so that is a move. And she'll tell you more about that. But the interesting thing is that while they were in London for six years, they had four children and that made it sound impossible. But, you know, with a four-year-old, two-year-old, then they had twin babies, boy and a girl. And so now they're five, three and 18 months. So they're progressing along, but it's still really hard. So it'll be so interesting to um, have her join us in the second half, just a few minutes. Before we get to that though, let's think a little, we know a lot of your grandparents who are listening and, one of the things that's fairly common and pretty obvious, I guess, is that uh, the younger you are, this is a big generality, so forgive me, but the younger you are, the more your tendency is to live in the future. And the older you are, and we see a lot of, in a lot of our friends constantly living in the past and how it used to be and how woe is me that it's not that way anymore and so on. And it is really a problem. Um, but at the same time, don't I don't know what you'd say on this, honey, but I feel like the ideal balance for all of us, irrespective of where we are, what stage of life, is to be able to find the magic of living in all three. We should live in the past to a certain degree, because that's our memories and our recollection and sure. our, our joy. And we certainly need to live in the future at times as we try to figure out what to do next or what our goals are, what our plans are, even for, for 
religious people, some might say my predestination or my foreordination or my God's will for me, those are all future thoughts. But at the same time, as the Sanskrit poet said, it's, it's the now. The only place you ever really are is the now. And, and so it has to kind of become the goal to, to be present. And um, some people well, are just naturally good at that. And some people have a really hard time. I hope you're, uh, you're thinking about your own life as we talk today, because are you loving the now and how hard is the now, or do you love the now? I, I would not want to go back to having all our kids home. It was really amazing. It was an amazing experience, now, and I loved on. it. But I, I would not want to go back. Oh, I'm not saying it wasn't joyful and happy and <clears throat> and sad and wild and all the stuff that goes with having that many kids. But we really, uh, I loved that when I was there. Well, not every day <laughs> in every way, but um, but I do think it's important to think: Do I really appreciate now, today? It, it, that, you make an interesting point. I hadn't thought of this, honey, but a lot of times when we're giving a, a, a speech, uh, we will, and it's usually with parents and grandparents and so on, and we'll say, how many of you would go back if you could? I mean, we do this especially now as we're speaking more to grandparents and, you know, you're over the hill or whatever. Would you, would you go back and be 30 again if you could? And hardly anyone would. And maybe, maybe it's just because they remember the past is really hard and they're, they're glad they had it, but they don't want to do it again. I right. guess that would be the yeah. natural thing. Although a lot of people would die to go back, but even to high school. Yeah, um, you know, that's true. And it's, again, it's, I guess it's, maybe that's the judge. Maybe that's a good thing that people say, no, I wouldn't go back. So maybe that means they're primarily in the now, but they're still connected to the past and they're still... Yeah, thinking about their future. And of course, <clears throat> what you want to get rid of in the past is the guilt. And what you want to get rid of in the future is the fear. Right, right? exactly. So we hope that you'll hang on for a minute while we take this brief break and we'll be back with our, our baby. Special guest. It'll be great. Our baby charity. And yeah. we will pose these questions to her and get the real answer. So stay with us. We'll be right back on Eyes on the Road. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. So we're joined now by Charity Jade Ayer Wright. If you've never read her blog, you're missing something big time. It's called Right Now, W-R-I-G-H-T, <laughs> Now. So how could we not have her on the show with the theme being? Right. Now. Perfect. Is it Blogspot or just just dot com? But it's right now. It's just a family record dot com. (laughs) It's just a family record. It's a pretty crazy record, though, and pretty exciting. So, um, Charity, how do you like uh, identify with now? Um, You've had a rocky 18 months (laughs) with uh, welcoming two more babies into your life and moving from London to Provo. And Charity heard the first half of the show, so she is kind of clued into the context. So 
done any more direction than that, Charity. What are your thoughts? Well, I was saying the other day to my siblings in the car when we were driving around Costa Rica that we were remembering that actually I found out I was having twins in April 2020. So it was already a pretty crazy time. So oh that, was, that just adds another that layer. That was the very but, beginning of it. And we, wouldn't, we won't spend a lot of time, but yeah. you finding out you were having twins without Anne with you because of COVID, uh, that was pretty traumatic. Yeah, but I, I do think I've had some experiences in the last few years that have kind of forced me to focus on now. The twins one is more unique to me, but we've all had this experience of the world shutting mm-hmm. down and our world changing so much with um, COVID and just having to think about what we really want to do in the moment. And cause we couldn't do a lot of other things. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I just think it's been a unique time to think about the now for me, particularly maybe because I had all these kids right in a row and they're growing and they're all close together. So I, I have been thinking about this a lot about just appreciating what's right in front of us before it changes. And I think the pandemic has helped us to, we, we know the world can change so quickly now. That's really a good point. And I think, I mean, you know, maybe when when you're a a young mom and you've got four kids under four, it's not about forcing yourself to live in the now. You are in the now all the time, whether you like it or not. Life's forcing you to do it, not the other way around. Yeah, it's like about what is your attitude toward being in the now? Because you are in it. You have no choice, which is so opposite for older people, grandparents who are sort of I got lots to do. I don't, I got lots of time, but I got more time than I have things to do. It's almost like a foreign land to you right now. Totally. But I do (laughs) think that kids, that's a gift that children give us, whether they're our own children or our niece and nephews or our grandchildren or whatever, they do give us that gift of focus on what's happening right now. They're noticing the little things and they're experiencing things for the first time. And I think that's a gift that we get from children is a, a refocus on the present. Someone just recently, Charity, said to me that they thought that was one of the things, they didn't say this was comprehensive, but one of the things that Christ may have meant when he said, be as a little child. Mm. I mean, you, you notice, you see, you're thankful, you're there, you're present. You're all in and you're not really worrying about the future. Yeah. Kids don't really, and they forgive so quickly and don't really dwell on the past. Yeah, so it's really a good lesson true. to learn from little kids that I'm trying to learn from my kids. But <laughs> something that I was thinking about when you guys were talking on the earlier segment is that um, recently somebody asked me, how do you find joy in motherhood when it's so chaotic and crazy? Yeah. And <clears throat> I thought of something that my friend had told me about how she sometimes when she's feeling just overwhelmed by her life, she's also a young mom, but I think this could apply to anybody she, she takes a moment to just have a sensory experience with her kids. So she thinks, how does my kid look? How do they sound? What does it mm. taste like when I kiss them on the cheek? How, did their, Ooh, how does their skin that. feel? How do they smell? And it's just this tiny moment to just be totally in the now. And she finds that if she takes just 20 seconds to do that, it really can be quick. Then all of a sudden, all of the chaos kind of melts away and doesn't really matter. And she's just centered in the moment with how beautiful her kids are and how beautiful they're making her life, even though they're screaming that's all <laughs> probably in that moment. But I love that concept of kind of just focusing on your senses and being present. And so I was practicing that the other day when we were at this 
huge waterfall here in Costa Rica. It was so amazing. I just felt the power of Mother Earth deep in my bones. And I felt this euphoria that my kids weren't with me. (laughs) But I took that moment to just, what do I taste? What do I smell? What do I see? What do I hear? How does this feel on my skin, on my body? And that helped me to imprint that on my brain and my soul and just really be present in that now can I can bring it home with me now that it's imprinted and you on do me. that honey I mean oh, I think that is so good such a neat connection of the senses because all when you think about even meditation or yoga it's it's about it's about using your senses to get back in the now you know and I think that's really powerful and I think when we pause to think about that and to sensorily if that's word experience it then it can still be hard but it can also be beautiful and it can be the now it just kind of makes the hard stuff that's now beautiful instead of just only hard so yeah that's good that's really amazing so can you do that though can you focus that on that when all the kids are when it is hard fighting and i I think that's the most important time to do it that's that's yeah that's I just, I hadn't thought of that this before that we started the show today, but the connection between the now and the present and the hard, this is a long debate. We should do a whole show on, on should life be easier or hard? Why did Christ say, my yoke is easy, my burden is light? You know, there's a lot to talk about there, but when you think of, let me ask you this, Charity. I mean, let's say your life was a little different. Let's say you were doing what your husband did earlier. What if you were in the middle of a doctorate program at Stanford, would you, would would your life be harder than it is with four little kids at home? <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> what if you were an astronaut? What if you were training to be a uh, to go up in the space in that intense sixteen-hour days? Would that be harder than? I don't think anything's now? harder than I, having a lot of young kids. I don't but either. but it's, it's just different. Stuff. It's just different for everybody. I just think there's and there's different types of hard. Right. Yeah. But they all can be experienced in this now presentness that can make them beautiful instead of just. Well, as I, I don't mean to, you know, embarrass you, but as I watch you, you, maybe you wouldn't put it this way, but I think you have kind of embraced the heart. I mean, because what else can you do? I think you have. I sure. hope so. <laughs> you have. And, but your heart is different than anybody yes. else's heart. Yes. I mean, your boys are intense. Should we call them that? <laughs> <laughs> intense, <laughs> curious, fabulous. They're not the easiest so kids on, in the world. And then your twins, one of them has, I don't know, I don't think we call it special needs, but he's slower than just some delays and yeah. some then disabilities that we're worried yeah. about. He's 18 months and not walking. And, and you know, that you don't know what the outcome of that is. Obviously, he's going to be fine. And he's the sweetest, dearest oh, child in the world. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, this peppy little girl who is just keeps you going every minute is into everything at the moment. Um, so there are just so many things coming at you all the time. So, um, you just sometimes wish, get me out of the now. (laughs) Oh, definitely. That's why I'm here. That's That's why I'm here in Costa Rica right now. (laughs) Right. But there, maybe there is something to say about that too. Just like, we can, we can relish the now while we're in it, but also when we step out of it, then maybe we can relish it more. Like, can we find little ways to step out of our now or our hard or where those overlap 
and gain some perspective, whether it's just taking five minutes and letting all the kids scream downstairs and just sitting in my room by myself for five minutes <laughs> or going on a trip to Costa Rica for six days. You know, it can be anywhere along that spectrum. Or what about writing about it like you do on your mm, Yeah, on just kind of zoom zoom out a little so bit. Oh my gosh, this girl is, how in the world do you do that? I don't know. She has well, she a journal fast. that is amazing. So you can do 500 words a minute on your <laughs> your computer she has to she only it's, has a minute it's so painstaking <laughs> for me that's true you don't have a lot of time but and you don't put capital letters in but that's really helpful to go really fast <laughs> but it really is it, it just astonishes me that so, you let me that. pick well, up but, on go ahead oh i was just gonna say that um you know, the, this whole conversation is coming from a very privileged place. I just said, I don't think there's anything harder than having young kids, but there's definitely harder things yes. in the world. Yes. <laughs> but I, I, the point that I think we're all trying to make is just that when we try to really see where we are in the now and live it and breathe it, it can become this really beautiful thing, even if it's really hard. Yeah. And it's interesting totally when, when you say hard and anyone listening, I can identify with as a, a, a mom with four small, rambunctious children. The, the first thought you have is it's physically hard. You don't, you can't sleep. You're always under the pressure. You're picking them up. You're setting them down. You're running after them. It's physically hard. But, but I think what we really are talking about is how hard it is mentally. And, and when people worry, I mean, the hardest thing is not that you've got a heavy burden to lift. The hardest thing is when you are so worried that you have no control over the outcome and when there's some problem beyond your reach and it is crushing you down. And I mean, the real hard is more mental and spiritual than it is physical, but they, but the point is they so often go together. Well, and you know, there's so many different layers of hard. Maybe you are dealing with a spouse that's aging and caring for him or, yeah. and or there's her, different phases of life and different yeah. phases. Yeah. Or you're going through a divorce or, you know, your child is in deep depression. I mean, there's just so, so many, many variations of hard. And uh, even then, if you can just grasp this moment and the present. Yeah. I'm thinking about those different phases. Like I have been, you know, I'm in, I feel like I'm in the trenches in my motherhood, but I talk to moms who are, or my sisters or other people who are older on in the next phase. Yeah, yeah. And that feels to me more emotionally and spiritually and mentally draining. Whereas mine is maybe a little more heavy toward yeah, the physical, physical like yeah. it's very tactile. Uh, I have to, yeah. Um, always be changing diapers and doing things like that. But it just, maybe there's something to um, thinking about other phases that can help you to appreciate your phase as well. And yeah, kind of that's, that's helped me to embrace how taxing I feel like it is right now, because when I have four teenagers, that will be taxing in a different way. And I can sort of enjoy the ways that it's taxing now and anticipate the ways it might be taxing in the future. Right. In fact, we had a friend that we dearly loved, Larry Stevens, you know, who yeah. had, what, what did he have them? Oh, he had Parkinson's. A Parkinson's, and, yeah. And, and he could barely lift his head up at church. He was on a walker. He said, Larry, how are you doing today? He said, oh, Linda, I'm doing great. You know, you only get one chance in all of eternity to grow old and I'm trying to enjoy it every day. <laughs> oh, that's so great. He is so well, amazing. And apply that same thing yeah. to what Charity was just saying. You won't, you only get this one now in every phase of life, yeah, right? I, love I mean that. 
So, and that gets back full circle to where we started that if, you know, just be careful. We all just have to govern ourselves. And of course, let yourself into the future now and again, let yourself into the past, but never with envy or with, uh, you know, uh, never, never thinking, oh, the future will be easier. Therefore, I want to be there. Or the past was easier. It's not about that. It's about, it is often hard. I mean, there's no phase that's not going to be hard in some way. And so if we can see that as the one chance we have, I mean, you will never have 18 month old twins again. I hope. And I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Never say never. <laughs> uh, we have friends that have done that twice. But, oh, yeah. Uh, you know. No, thank you. <laughs> it really is. Oh, gosh, it's just so important to appreciate. And, and we're in another one of those things that's easier to say than to do, right? Like live in the present. You only be here once. Enjoy it while you can. Well, that doesn't make it easy. And again, it's back to that easy and hard. Let's not look for easy. I mean, your famous phrase. What's mom's most famous phrase? Hard is good. <laughs> hard is Speak good. Speak to that. Let's and we were just up. talking with our other kids that were here too about a move they've made from uh, Provo to, to New York, and maybe some opposite. of you no, the opposite. <laughs> um, the and maybe some of you will not like this, but I one of my themes of my life is always been if life is just a bowl of cherries hire a wolf to knock at the door because hard things are what makes character and and how you get through them is makes all the difference and, and i you know what keeps coming back to me because you said charity we're sitting here in costa rica talking about this. this is a place of privilege maybe some listeners like well yeah i could enjoy the now if i was but but let's let's also remember some guy said to me the other day, why is one of the Ten Commandments not to covet? I mean, there seems like there should be more serious things on the list and that you want something you don't have. But when you think about envy, where we look at other people and say, oh, their life's easier than mine, or they have things I don't have, or they're not in such a hard stage, or that, that is coveting, that's envy, and, that, and that is, that's destructive, right? Yeah. That's what causes us to to get out of the present and to get out of our life and not to be in the now. So somehow, again, easier to say than to do, we need to find our own formula for recentering ourselves. And with that chair, you have the last word. I just think we can find those little ways to just stop and recenter, like you're saying. And maybe it's a sensory exercise, like I was saying, or maybe it's something different, but if we can just find our ways to just, be just even if it's just 20 seconds then that can help us to find well, the power of the now well said i've learned from that so we'll see you next time on ours on the road and in the meantime see if you can live in the now for the coming week and good luck with that we love that you're there and see you next time on ours on the road bye-bye